0: What is going on guys welcome back to creeps in the crypt as always i am eric and i am joined by
1: christian and bailey
0: so we're dabbling more into true crime coming up we're we're on a hot streak for true crime coming up actually Woo. Uh, i think we have a whole month almost of true crime in february
2: strapping strapping
0: what is yeah
1: so romantic i
2: know that's strap-on.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. Valentine's Day is right around yes. the corner.
2: Yep, strap in or strap on. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day.
1: I'm going to have so much fun with m- m- me.
2: Me. <laughs> and
1: the, the cats. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: You, you know what? I'm not even going to touch that.
1: <laughs> I'm no. Gonna, not.
0: I'm, no. I'm going to leave that all the fuck alone.
1: I'll invite yeah. my 30 tender dates out to one date. On Valentine's Day and see who shows up with the best, like the gift. fucking
0: bachelorette.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we judge? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Can, Can we make
0: this come? like an interactive thing for the show?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. the Patreon.
0: Yeah. For for like Patreon when we when we set that up. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll we'll film it now and then like edit it down to where it's digestible. Perf. By the time we have Patreon up. Cool. Love Crites that. Creeps in the crip bachelorette. Mm. it's gonna be good stuff uh, but yeah before we get into this guys make sure you are downloading the episodes make sure your auto downloads are turned on if you're on Apple podcast and if you're on Spotify or Apple leave us a review tell us what you think or if your platform lets you leave reviews tell us what you think of the show uh, we highly appreciate that and it really helps us out um, that's kind of how we make metrics on what you guys are into, what you guys like. So yeah, if not,
2: we're just guessing.
0: Yeah, we're just kind of like <laughs> stabbing in the dark on what you guys want to fucking hear. Oh,
2: that was a like callback right there, stabbing in the dark. How did they like this episode. <laughs>
0: what the fuck even? W-
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm stabbing in the dark. I thought you were doing the ASMR thing. I was doing.
0: Yeah, guys squish pfft, squish just a bunch of fucking stabbing <laughs> fart noises
2: just a bunch of
1: adults making fart noises into microphones
0: yeah there you go
2: isn't that what every asmr is
1: yeah pretty much <laughs>
0: just scratching your beard into the microphone oh, that's oh, so gross ugh. yeah i don't i don't some, deal with that give
2: them some I am uh, no, some am i'll stop it i i get like anxiety from people. I, what? I immediately, like, I'm like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Like, please, I unfollow you.
1: You don't like the ASMR? No, I can't. Well, you just ruined our whole fucking plan.
2: Uh, no, I'll listen to it if it's you, but... Oh, great.
0: Oh, well, only likes your ASMR. Only my ASMR. No, but
2: yours are funny. The rest <laughs> of them aren't funny.
0: True. ASSMR.
2: ASMR. Yep. ASMR. I got ASMR. <laughs>
0: Hey, by in my inhaler. I got asthma. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's, it's like a... uh, like the mesothelioma fucking commercials from years ago. Asbestos. I got the asthma.
2: If you've been recently diagnosed with asthma, please call our one 8 number. <laughs> we can help. Yeah, we can help.
0: All right. Well, guys, like I said, welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. We're going to jump right into this thing because it is going to be quite a lot. Uh, We're going to jam two episodes into one for you guys, so Bailey, without further ado, take it away.
1: Okay. Adnan Syed, a name that maybe some of you have never heard of.
0: I know I haven't until today.
1: Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) What a tangled web this case is of overturning convictions and reinstating convictions and then some. So buckle up. Adnan's case was made popular by the podcast Serial by Sarah Koenig, who's a former Baltimore Sun reporter. She spent a year investigating Adnan's trial back in 2000. Adnan Masood Syed was born on May 21st, 1981, in Baltimore, Maryland, to Shamim and Syed Rahman. He's the middle of three sons Tanvir is the oldest, and Yusuf is the youngest. There isn't much on Adnan's early life, or even his family life, other than that his parents were conservative Muslims.
0: Very conservative Muslims.
1: He was popular and a straight-A student, he was the homecoming king, and played varsity football and worked part-time for paramedic service. Just like any other popular guy in high school, he had a girlfriend, 18-year-old Hae Min Lee. She was also popular in school. She was Korean American. She played lacrosse and field hop- hockey. She managed the boys' wrestling team. Principal James Wilson described her as a very warm type of person and well liked by all the students. She had goals to become an optician and worked at a local lens crafters. However, they kept their relationship a secret from their conservative immigrant families, but the secrecy eventually made Haman Lee frustrated, which caused problems in their relationship.
0: It's This is like a real Romeo and Juliet situation, in a way, because these are people that don't believe you date outside of your, you know, mm-hmm. race. That's, the, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, culture. That's, that's a better way to put it.
1: Yep. So, um, they ended up breaking up and Heyman Lee started dating a guy from work named Don Kleindienst. On January 13th, 1999, Heyman Lee was reported missing by her family when she didn't come home. She was last seen driving away from the high school in her gray Nissan on her way to pick up her six-year-old cousin and then head to work at Crafters. Her uncle, Tae Soo Kim, said, we thought we we thought she would come back. Unfortunately, she never made it back home. About a month later, her half-buried body was found at Leakin Park, which was a known dumping ground for murder victims by a passerby. The M.E. determined that her cause of death was manual strangulation. Medical examiner.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't. You didn't? You, did <laughs> no. you just figure that out? Yeah. Or was that in the notes?
1: <laughs> it just says M-E in the notes.
0: Okay. So, yeah.
1: The me. I, knew, the I M-E. knew what M-E was. <laughs> I didn't. I was like,
0: what? Huh? Did it just click for you like a light bulb?
1: Well, it says, not- it says the M-E determined that her C-O-D was manual strangulation. So, it reads, the me determined that her C-O-D was manual strangulation.
0: I mean, I do love me some COD every like, now and okay. then.
1: okay. <laughs> Call of Duty or yeah. like what?
0: <laughs> cause of death, but you know.
1: Right. Got that. Same Got that. Thing I, but
0: forever. I will get on the Xbox and play some Call of Duty uh-huh. every from time to time.
1: Not to be confused with cause of death. Um, so. Well, uh,
0: no, that, that's what it is when I play Call of Duty.
1: Oh, pew, it's pew. Just,
0: Yeah, it's just a straight up fucking wall of negative kill, kill death ratios.
1: I, don't I, I die means. a lot. Oh, okay.
0: I'm, okay. I'm very bad at the game. These twelve year olds.
2: I like Fortnite.
0: Just, yeah. See, Games. I. I can't play that shit.
2: I can do decently at it. You play Fortnite? Yeah. I don't build.
0: We'll have to add
1: me. Okay. I'll text you at like eleven o'clock and be like, "Want to play Fortnite?"
0: <laughs> She'll do it.
2: Good. No, I'll be dead asleep. <laughs> I'll have a cat. I'll
0: be like, "Bitch, you gotta wake up. Go play COD with, <laughs> with Bailey. Fortnite with <laughs> Bailey."
1: Okay, so an investigation commenced, and at first they thought their murder could be connected to another Woodlawn high schooler named Jada Danilo Lambert, who had also been found strangled to death in the woods the year before. So
0: there's a wild strangler on the loose (laughs) at this high school.
1: But the Baltimore PD received an anonymous phone call claiming that Heyman's ex-boyfriend, Adnan, had been the one behind her murder. This caller made it seem like Adnan was a scorned lover with a motive to kill Heyman Lee. So police subpoenaed. This
0: reeks of a setup. What? Mm. This reeks of a setup.
1: Oh, yeah. It smells fishy. It smells like cod in here.
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: I <fucking> hate you. <laughs>
2: There's some major cause of death going on.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Lent is fashionably approaching, so everybody's brought their fish sandwiches back, so.
2: What? Lent.
0: Lent. That's when Catholics give up meat. Like, oh. red meat. Got it. Yeah. So
2: not the stuff out of your dryer.
1: <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
0: You poor, you poor sheltered child. I was
1: Lake Lint is coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Doing laundry, man. All righty. Anyway, so police subpoenaed AT&T for call records and 13 cell site locations. Put a pin in this. The cell towers are important for later on. For Adnan's phone, for them to be able to map out Adnan's whereabouts on the day of the murder. So 13, 13 cell site locations. Two of Adnan's friends, Jennifer Pusateri and Jay Wilds, were also questioned.
0: Say that first name three times fast.
1: Jennifer Pusateri. Jennifer Pusateri. Jennifer Pusateri.
0: It's like Bloody Mary. She's behind you in the mirror. Ah!
1: (laughs) That's probably going to sound terrible when people listen to that. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, sorry for your ears. Hopefully you don't have headphones in. Um, Jennifer... Uh, said that she'd gotten a phone call from Jay on the day of Heyman's disappearance from Adnan's phone. Jay tried to deny it at first, but then he told police that he helped Adnan bury Heyman's body and get rid of her car. He said that Adnan was angry that the two had broken up and he murdered her out of revenge. But when the first... It
0: it was like she dishonored his... his, uh culture Culture or some shit like
1: that. Interesting. Um, But when he was first questioned, he told police that he went to McDonald's that afternoon, which then changed to a visit to his friend's house during a second interview. It is important to note, at least to Sam, (laughs) that during the serial investigation... (laughs) Goddamn. what you put in the notes?
0: Uh, Dude.
1: During the serial investigation, Jay Wilds refused to be a part of the process. Maybe a coincidence, maybe not. But he did later agree to be interviewed by The Intercept in 2014 and said that he lied to police because he was scared that Adnan would get in trouble for get him in trouble for dealing drugs. Jay's interview was very disjointed, several lengthy pauses and odd tapping sounds when he was recounting his mo- movements that day. This alludes to possible coercion by investigators.
0: This also alludes to drug addicts' testimonies are...
1: Was he a drug addict? I thought they just smoked.
0: I mean, look, dude. Have you ever tried to get a story out of a pothead? hmm About when and where they're at? Like, a highly true, detailed true, 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 true. fucking description? It doesn't normally go well. Like... Valid. You know, I've talked to enough kids in reggae, reggae shows and shit where it's like... <laughs> Bro, what fucking planet are you even on?
1: True, as a rave legend, I also have
0: yeah, kind of tests. So you, so you know what I'm talking about.
1: I do, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so during these taps is when Jay seems to recall a key detail, or correct a statement, or apologize to the people in the room. For example, there's a tap, tap, and then Jay would say, "Oh, okay." Susan Simpson, a Washington D.C. attorney who participated in Serial's investigation of Adnan's case, is the one who pointed out this potential miscarriage of justice years later.
0: So, what they're saying is, they coerce this kid. They're like, "Look, man, if you don't want to fucking get locked up for drugs,"
1: so they're tapping him to, um, like, let him know to. Yeah, agree they're, they're with basically them. like hmm. ASMR.
0: Yeah, got
1: mm-hmm. it. Asthma.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Ripley. There's just there's just sounds. no she's like I don't know what's going on.
1: Despite Adnan's claims of innocence throughout the entire process and there being no physical evidence to tie him to the crime scene, he was arrested on February 28, 1999 and charged with her kidnapping and murder. The evidence that was gathered against Adnan was anecdotal and circumstantial at best. The Syeds turned to defense attorney Christina Gutierrez to represent Adnan. Very shortly after hiring her, they realized that there would be problems. The jurors overheard the presiding judge call Christina, a liar during a dispute as bench and the judge ended up declaring a mistrial for this reason on December 15th, 1999, despite all that the sides still kept Christina as Adnan's attorney because she had a strong reputation in past cases. During the second trial that began in January 2000, Assistant State's Attorney Kevin Urich said, solely because of hurt pride, he chose to kill. There is nothing here to excuse or explain. He was referring to Adnan finding out that Ho Me Lin, Hey Me Lin, Hey
0: <laughs> You yeah, all
1: right, bud? <laughs> I'm literally having a seizure over here. Ho Chi
0: Minh City? <laughs> I swear...
1: Heyman Lee, so sorry. He was referring to Adnan finding out that Hayman Lee had begun dating a co-worker after their split. But some people found that the breakup and then almost immediately dating someone else was very sp- suspicious. Rabia Chaudhry, a childhood friend of Adnan's and fath- author of Adnan's story, The Search for Truth and Justice After Serial and the Co-Host of Undisclosed, Believed that Adnan only told these details because he wanted to be honest about his romantic life to appeal to those trying to find Heyman's killer. Not to be used as motive to kill her. Rabia said, Adnan was just clueless. He was helping the police investigation. He had no idea that he was under suspicion. Heyman Lee's diary was used in court as evidence, and it painted Adnan as possessive and implies that he was unable to get over her and let her go. Hey, Which,
0: you know, <clears throat> high school love can do that to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was pretty cray cray.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, this is the first person that's made me feel this way. Yep. And I don't want to let this go.
1: The chemicals are chemicaling. Yeah,
0: and then you obsess over it for forever. <laughs>
2: Why are you looking at me like
1: that? And then you like marry
2: them, and yeah, and you marry them shit. like
0: ten years later, the you podcast and then you marry
2: them and have a podcast and three cats and a kid and yeah and a house and all that shit. It's
0: crazy how that happens.
2: And a plague doctor, yes, yeah. and yeah. an adopted Bailey, yeah,
0: and probably. then uh, adopted and Bailey, adopted Bailey that
2: you feed food.
0: She, you're kind of like a stray cat.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feral kids. as totally fuck. Fun. That's
0: totally <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> You'll fit right in. Perfect. We'll get you your own litter box.
1: Awesome. Keep putting it in the corner up here so I don't have to yeah. walk down the <laughs> stairs again? Thanks. Perfect. Yeah. Love that. I'm going to start tearing up your chairs, too.
2: Awesome. <laughs> oh, <no>! God <laughs> damn it. All right.
1: Anyways, hey Min's mother, Yoon Wah Kim, delivered a heart-wrenching testimony via an interpreter. She went over her hardships that she went through to immigrate from Korea Heyman's dad refused to leave Korea, so he stayed back while his family moved to the US, but it was necessary to provide her children with a better life and a decent education and a decent future. She also said, I would like to forgive Adnan Syed, but as of now, I just don't know how I could. When I die, my daughter will die with me. As long as I live, my daughter is buried in my heart. Yoon Wah Kim then had to be escorted out of the courtroom because she nearly collapsed when she left the stand. Unfortunately, the jury believed the scorn lover story that the prosecution presented and on February 25th, 2000, they found Adnan guilty of murder and sentenced him to life plus 30 years in prison. The court proceedings took six weeks, but the jury only deliberated for two hours before returning with their guilty verdict. Adnan said, I'll be all right. I have faith in the Lord. I know I didn't kill her. The Lord knows I didn't kill her after his sentencing. Attorney Charles H. Dorsey replaced Christina Gutierrez after Adnan's conviction went before Judge Wanda Kay heard to reduce the sentence because, according to Charles, Heyman's murder was a crime of passion. He also said that Adnan made a bad decision at this point adnan directly addressed charles and said i have maintained my innocence from the beginning almost like he was saying dude help me out here i didn't do this
0: well and this he was also 17 at this time which is scary well you know when it all went down he was 17
2: yeah yeah
0: sure he's scared as fuck too hell yeah
2: he's about to go to fucking prison
0: life.
1: yeah plus 30 years yeah in the afterlife
0: makes me laugh on how they fucking do that it's i don't like,
1: understand i don't get it
0: yeah i don't quite get that. like if you don't. have a stroke or something they resuscitate you do you get an extra 30 years <laughs> or some shit like i've never oh, quite got alive. that
2: <laughs> never mind. you're back to your i did years. in fact die
1: so
0: <laughs> the, one that, the one that cracks me up is like 10 consecutive life sentences
2: yeah
1: like what
0: like, how, how do you pull that one off? Like I
1: think they do it based on a like year.
0: Yeah, but it's like. If anybody
1: you know, knows, please, like.
0: Yeah, reach out to creepsthecrypt at gmail.com, and then we'll make a TikTok about it.
1: Yes, because Somebody we, we will. in fact, do not fucking
0: understand. Yeah, I, I don't quite get that one. <laughs> I took criminal justice, but I quit halfway through, so I didn't get to that part. I did, like, blood spatter analysis.
1: Yeah, didn't Sam ask you if you had been a mortician or something? Yeah, well, I
0: interned at a funeral home, but that's... yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Okay, uh, do you
2: want to hear part of what a life sentence is? Yeah, sure. Okay, one life sentence imposes an obligation on the defendant to serve 15 to 25 years in prison until eligibility for parole. So... If they do, if they get ten consecutive years, okay. Okay, let's say they get the max amount, so ten times twenty-five.
0: Okay, there'll be two
2: hundred fifty. Wait, right,
1: Right, but then why would they not just do a life sentence with, with no,
0: no possibility parole. of parole? Which they've done that. I I've guess? seen like three life sentences with no possibility of parole. I like, yeah,
2: I think it's the way that they do it based on the crime. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't really give any kind of explanation other than uh, the sentence depends on the gravity of the crime and on the jurisdiction in which the defendant is tried. So it also depends on depends on where you are tried. So like... Texas. Texas is like... They have a fucking... Texas is like, we're just going to kill you. Yeah, they yeah. speed run that shit. All They're I can like, think of you are pushed to the front
0: all I can it think is, of is that movie "Let's Go to Prison," yes. where they like that inject is, e- inject each other with like wasps poison that slows their heart rate down to where they like the doctors think they're dead, <laughs> and then they you know, get <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they, they like fake a big knife fight in the prison yard. And is
1: like, that like a true story?
0: Uh, no, it's a comedy. It's fucking great. If you've not seen it, we should watch it. I um, have not seen it. They end up like prison winemakers. They buy a vineyard and make it just like prison toilet wine
1: Love and bottle that.
0: it. It's fucking, it's the funniest goddamn movie I've seen.
1: Dang, I, I haven't even heard of it. I want to watch it
0: now. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll watch it. Of cool. sure. But
2: basically, it says in most states, people serving a life sentence are eligible for parole after 25 years. So, a life sentence is technically in most states a 25 year So, that's. I feel like they just over
1: they overcomplicate it for I, no yeah, fucking reason. Why? I mean, they, like you have well, that. No I'm thinking sense.
0: like if you fake your death or some shit. If you get a hold of some like crazy poison that slows your heart rate down to nothing, and they think you're dead, and then you resuscitate, they're like, "Look, man, I was legally dead. I served my life. I served why my life sentence
2: down." <laughs> They just, like, tally it off. They scratch it off on the inside of their cell. like. I
0: just got to do this five more times. (laughs)
2: That's funny. It's like a mission for them. Okay.
0: Eventually, they'll quit resuscitating.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, honestly, let them go. Yeah. So,
1: one of Rabia's points in her book was that the trial was so fraught with mistakes that is that... Authorities were blinded by his Muslim faith. She said they weren't able to find evidence that Adnan was a violent boyfriend or that he had a history of being abusive.
0: He had, like, no criminal record.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was 17, so. um, And then he didn't also have a history of being abusive, so they had to apply in his religion as a substitute.
0: And this is pre-911, uh, by the way. Hmm. So this is before like all the anti-Muslim shit ramped up in our society.
1: Yeah. Um, they had to demonize an entire community by arguing that because Adnan is Muslim, he had the potential to do this. In 2003, Adnan began appealing his case, but his effort efforts were fruitless. In 2010, he appealed again on behalf of ineffective assistance of counsel, claiming that his attorney at the time, Christina Gutierrez, and later Charles Dorsey, didn't look into an alibi witness that would have placed Adnan miles away from the scene of the crime and quite literally would have saved Adnan's life and reputation. But thankfully, Sarah Koenig did it during her investigation. Her name is Asia McLean, and she said that she saw Adnan in the library of the Woodlawn High School during the time of the murder. This testimony at a sworn deposition is what granted Adnan a post-conviction hearing in 2016 that would eventually explore huge blind spots in the original defense team strategy and witness roster. Her testimony stated that she saw Adnan in the Woodlawn Library at 2.40 p.m., which clearly contradicted Heyman's wrestling team co-manager, who said that Adnan had been talking to Heyman until almost 3 p.m. about joining her at a wrestling match that evening. The Undiscovered podcast found that there was actually no wrestling match that night, meaning that either the co-manager or Asia were mistaken, or worse, one of them lied. Also, Inconsistencies with Heyman's autopsy report came to light and did warrant a closer look. The state said that Adnan killed her by 2.36 p.m., loaded her body into the trunk of her car, removed her four to five hours later to bury her in Lincoln Park around 7 p.m. A lot of you already know where we're going with this. The problem with that timeline is that rigor mortis would have already partially set in by that time, but the report said that lividity was present and fixed on the anterior surface of the body except in areas exposed to pressure, which basically means that Heyman was face down and stretched out soon after she was murdered, and then her body stayed in that position for at least 8 to 12 hours before partial burial in the
0: park. Yeah, Christian knows a thing or two about being face down and stretched out. Face down, ass
1: up. (laughs) God. Now, on to the cell tower information. We put a pin in it earlier, and now we're taking the bad boy out. So, for the prosecution...
0: Tell me it says that in the notes. It does, in fact. That's fucking amazing. I love you, Sam. You're fucking great. (laughs) We
1: love you. She says, now we're taking that bad boy out. So the prosecution subpoenaed AT&T for their records. The data that AT&T was subpoenaed for was only accurate for specific purposes. Gutierrez failed to understand or catch this during the first trial. It was later found out that she was suffering from health problems and died a few years after the trial. But back to the towers, the cover sheet read, outgoing calls are only reliable for location status. Any incoming calls will not be considered reliable information for location. The two most important phone calls for the prosecution story that allegedly put Adnan at the scene of the crime at 7.09 p.m. and 7.16 p.m. were incorrect because they were incoming calls, which meant that their location was not associated with Leakin Park. This information was included in Christina's file at the time, and she simply failed to act on it. It's fucked up. Yeah. Adnan's 2016 retrial approval was upheld years later on March 29th, 2018, by the Maryland Court of Special Appeals. Chief Judge... Chief Judge Patrick L. Woodward, who was in support of a new trial for Adnan, wrote that it was logical to assume that Asia's testimony would have raised reasonable doubt in the mind of at least one juror, and that it needed to be heard. Judge Martin Welch, who had denied Adnan's 2003 request for a new trial, vacated his conviction and ordered a new trial. Judge Welch added that some questions should have been raised about the cell phone tower evidence by Adnan's original defense team. When Rabia heard that Adnan was going to get a new trial, she was over the moon. She said, I felt the most overwhelming relief imaginable. I was sobbing and hysterical. It took me the rest of the day to become rational. We'd worked for this for so long. And I was terrified that this was our last chance. If the judge had ruled differently, there would have been nothing else we could do. She also said, Sarah and her team created something amazing and beautiful and compelling. The podcast brought Adnan's case to light. Without it, he would have never gotten a new trial. We What's can-
0: crazy about this entire fucking thing is podcast, true crime podcast, are having a real world effect on old cases.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah.
0: Like, internet sleuths are... Literally doing better work than the cops ever fucking
1: have. Mm-hmm. And, that's, that's and they're putting the pressure on.
0: Now I will never to- obsess over a case to that level. Yeah, no, but no. how? Oh. <laughs> you all right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was you, didn't like. He didn't like that. Was
0: that English?
1: S- um, I smacked my head on the plague doctor. In case anybody was wondering,
2: mm-hmm. on his uh, staff of death fuck <laughs>
1: um so if i die within the next bailey two done weeks,
0: bonked yourself.
1: i bonked myself with the staff of staff of death okay um so unfortunately a year later the state's highest court rejected the lower court's decision by a 4-3 vote denying adnan a retrial the u.s supreme court denied them a chance to have their appeal heard in november of 2019 But we're not quite done yet. Baltimore city circuit court judge, Melissa M Finn vacated Adnan's conviction on September 19th, 2022, setting him free. Her decision came after prosecutors told the court that they lost faith in Adnan's conviction in light of new evidence and violations in the government, turning over evidence. All charges were dropped against Adnan on October 11th, 2022, eliminating the possibility of a retrial. Adnan became a full-time...
0: You all right, everybody,
1: <laughs> I don't know what
0: that was. <laughs> Bailey's stomach's trying to podcast with us, too, apparently.
2: I'm so sorry. The chicken parm is talking (laughs) back. Jesus Christ. It says I'm here. That's
0: what happens when you mix protein powder with fucking dinner, man. (laughs)
1: I'm fine. Anyways. um, Adnan began a full-time job as a program associate for the Georgetown University's Prison and Justice Initiative in December 2022. One of his roles is providing support for undergraduates called Making an Exoneree, where students seek help to free innocent people in prison by examining their cases and creating documentaries. So some theories that those have followed this case for a while have raised questions about, uh, Heyman's boyfriend at the time of her murder, Don Kleindienst. He allegedly expressed romantic interest in one of Heyman's friends while she was still a missing person. Don did in fact have an alibi that ruled him out as a suspect. Or did he, he claimed that he was at work, but it was later discovered that the manager of the lens crafters that he was working at was his mother and authorities failed to interview Dawn's coworkers to confirm that he was in fact, working the day of her murder.
0: Oh shit.
1: Oop. Some wonder if it was the passerby that found her body who did it and wanted to be in the investigation somehow alonzo sellers mr s said that he was drinking and driving near leakin park when he realized he had to use the bathroom so he walked into the park which is when he found Heyman's body but he walked 127 feet into the woods to pee i mean i get wanting privacy but like 127 feet seems like a lot to me while he was drunk
0: that's that's a good distance to walk into the woods when you're hammered yeah so
1: what do you guys think
2: I don't know. Anytime I have to pee, I just, like, squat
0: next to a car. I've seen... I've seen...
2: So- I'm like, the door's yeah. open. I'm good. Got a Gatorade bottle somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even make that.
0: I, I think uh Adnan was set up, but he's supposedly set up for another trial.
2: But I thought they couldn't retrial I thought soon. they said they couldn't
1: retrial him. Well,
0: apparently... um For what? The family wants... The family's protesting due to... Um, the fact that they weren't able to make it to the trial mm. to be there to give their statements. Oh. So they're wanting the, first, like, the retrial thrown out and to do it again.
2: Damn. Okay, so well, he when he was, what, 17? That was yeah. yeah. So and he has
0: maintained innocence since. So he's,
2: what, like, 20, he's, like, almost 30,
0: right? Yeah, no, he's, like, older than that, dude. Hold
2: on.
1: I was born in 98 and he was 17. I'm 26.
0: He's over 40. Is he? Yeah.
2: Okay. That sucks. Wow. That's a long time in prison to really like let that set in. He always maintained his innocence. Especially
1: if he really didn't do it like that fucking blows.
0: Yeah, dude. Like the fact that He's set in prison, innocent. If if he is innocent, truly, which I'm I mean, sure we'll know. we'll we'll find out. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy, but this case is like blown up in the last year, especially with like podcasts covering it, mm-hmm. and we're late to the party on this thing. Like we're really late to the <laughs> shocking. <party. laughs> um
2: i like to be fashionably late
0: yeah half the people have already come gone and left <laughs> like, you mm-hmm.
2: know? only important people say yeah that's right
0: yeah.
1: we're helping clean up the party we're,
0: we're fashionably late mm-hmm. so yeah i i think he was set up
1: but i also don't feel like you know just based on at least what i know about it like i don't see a ton of evidence for anybody else so it's like
0: the friend changing his story several times.
2: Yeah. Does not help this Jay, case. What's his name? J. Wild. Wilds. Yeah,
0: yeah J. Wilds. That's wild, man. Damn, that's wild. Damn, that's wild. <laughs>
1: Damn, this case is wild.
0: Um, I, The fact that he was clearly, there was some type of coercion there.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know.
1: Plus, he, I mean, um, it. Like, from the, we watched, like, a little video, but, like, from that little video, like, they were saying that they were basically just driving around smoking weed all day. So, like, who the fuck knows? You
0: can't really take the the fucking testimony of a drug addict.
2: Stony baloney.
0: Yeah. Too serious. Because it's like.
2: Did it happen? Did it not happen? Yeah, they could
0: could easily see, the power of suggestion is crazy you know yeah yes so i don't i don't know i think this dude's probably innocent and he got set the fuck up like either by the police or his friends or his acquaintances i wouldn't call them friends but
2: not very friendly
0: what do you guys think
2: i'm just gonna go ahead and say that the way that the case was handled and they didn't like divulge into any of the cell phone records Mm -hmm. like that just i think that just like speaks to the time like because it was like 1999 they're not going to be like oh cell phone towers like is it 5g or is it not 5g like it it, like they're not going to really divulge into that that hard and they probably should have. It just, like, goes into, like, later cases, like, from, like, the 70s and 60s when they didn't do DNA testing. And they were like, I don't know. The dust says that it's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we got a partial print. Yeah, we got yeah. a partial Close print. The partial
2: print says it's good enough. So well, it,
0: at that point.
2: It's all guesswork. I really feel like any kind of investigation, if it's not really, because they're dealing well, with.
0: your job is to. Make the picture look as whole well, as possible.
2: And yeah. times that by like hundreds of pictures that you're trying to fit together. And But then when you have a podcast that, or like any kind of outlet of something, somebody's talking about that specific thing and they're zeroing in on it, they're going to notice those details that aren't noticed by somebody that has hundreds of cases to get through. And not to say they don't care, but they're just kind of like, I'm just trying to could turn well, and burn yeah right? i mean they're trying to wrap it up like there's,
1: yeah, there's that, pressure that, that's from the, that's what
2: public. i feel like happened they, he was just like a turn and burn in it and just like he had i i feel like
0: that's part of the problem with police work yeah. um more so back in the day like the 70s and 80s yeah than current but yeah. it's about hey we got a bunch of fucking files piling up on our desk we need to get through as many of these as fucking possible apply Occam's razor to it the easiest answer is normally the correct answer and that's not always the case yeah so but that's that's uh, this week's episode guys that's Adnan that's Adnan and we'll follow the case and see what happens and we'll maybe do an update but um yeah Christian, do your thing.
2: With Adnan, this is the end. Uh, we appreciate you guys so so much. Thank you for the listens, the follows, the downloads. Keeping them up keeps us happy. Um, make sure you guys are commenting. We love reading them. We love hearing about what things that you guys want us to represent. I mean, like we we plan these episodes, and but sometimes like we need some help um, finding out things that you guys want to hear. Uh, if we just like post fucking about dead, dead unicorns, like if you don't want to hear about it and you want to hear about something else, dead fucking, fucking tell us about it. So, <laughs> um, suggestions are always welcome. So hey, what's your,
0: what's your dead unicorn? Let us know. Um, <laughs> <It was,
2: laughs> uh, and, uh, make sure you guys are following us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, creeps in the crypt. Um, if you want to find us on TikTok, it's creeps in the crypt pod. Bailey is running it, So we're so happy to have that. She's Yeehaw. getting into it. Just getting to it. I'm getting there. Um, d-
1: fun fact: our podcast was marked as uh, er, our fucking Jesus Christ, our TikTok was marked as being like a children's account or some what shit. So it's fucking locked. So that's why we have no TikToks yet. I am working on it. It is in my brain. We um, should
0: try to get Samd up. Just. Figure out a way to un, like hand the one that she has over. To I you. think
2: you can't unlink it though. That's oh, the problem. Uh, I think once it's linked to an email, it's like stuck to it. Creeps it, in the crypt pod too.
0: Because <laughs> I made sure not to. Um, I almost
2: feel like that. Bailey, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure it, out. it out. I'm pretty tech savvy. I
1: can figure it out. I mean, I, I um. I
0: gave you the email account, so
1: I did email them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check the email yeah, account. I'm I didn't able see to do anything new, but And TikTok.
0: We'll talk about it after this. Uh, But yeah, guys, stay tuned. Uh, We have some serial killers coming up. Uh, Are you serial? Super serial. Uh, Just in time for Valentine's Day. But yeah. um, All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Stay creepy.
2: Stay spooky. Stay strange. And I'm just going to say it for Sam. Stay safe.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: Bye, guys.